the NHR and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Ken LaVica Live on ESPN 106.3. Oh man, Ray Liotta passed away. Age of 67, Ray Liotta has died. Goodfellas, Field of Dreams, and that's a bummer. Like that, that, that is a total bummer. I wish I could share the sadness with you. You don't know who Ray Liotta is. Hell no. Working with kids around here. <laughs> Presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. All right, let's do this. Don't recommend Goodfellas. I'll do that. Stone, see Goodfellas. Okay? You've seen Field of Dreams, right? Yeah. Okay, he's Sheila Joe Jackson in Field of Dreams. Okay. Okay? But what I want, what I want you people to do... If you could, other than Goodfellas and Field of Dreams, those are the two most obvious ones. Recommend, recommend to, to young 23-year-old Friday Night Lights, Stone Lebanowitz, a Ray Liotta movie that he should watch sometime over the weekend. He's got three days to do it. You can't tell me you're going to do anything other than go out on the water and salt life, brah. You're not going to do anything other than that this weekend, so you'll have some time to watch some Ray Liotta flicks, right? You're, you're damn right. Okay. So recommend, recommend a Ray Liotta film, okay? So Stone can properly have a big boy adult conversation about one of the single coolest actors that has been in film over the last 30 years, okay? Recommend a Ray Liotta film to Friday Night Lights, 888-760-3776, 888-760-3776, or you can tweet him in at KLV1063. But recommend a Ray Liotta film that, uh, that, that Stone can watch this week, and he has no idea who Ray Liotta is. Ray Liotta has passed away at the age of 67. Help out Stone, okay? So call in now and help out Stone. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. This is, this is our service to him, and I don't want you to feel dated. I don't want you to feel like uh, you're, you're, you're an old person because you're doing this. What we're doing is we are helping stone get cultured because let me tell you a little bit about stone okay he lived in a very insulated world for quite some time because it was all football it was all high school hero it was all on the grind in college football (laughs) off to southern illinois drank some beers eat some sloppy joes sling that pig yes now he's out in the real world he's got a big boy job and he's making something of his life He is now realizing, and I'm helping him to realize, that he hasn't fully immersed himself in the culture that makes us uh, a a very functional society, okay? He needs breadth. He needs depth. He needs intelligence, and he needs guidance. He needs to know about great cinema, great actors, he needs to know about these things and learn about these things. So, Stone, I'm sorry, but now this has turned into an assignment. This is the last straw. You not knowing who Ray Liotta is is not only unacceptable, it's not wholly unsurprising, but it's also offensive. Okay? It's all of those things, and so we're going to fix this, okay? Okay. Okay. Uh, where are we starting here? We're starting with Lavelle, West Palm. Lavelle is in West Palm. Lavelle, what what Ray Liotta movie should Stone watch? 
Stone need to go and watch the movie Blow. Ray Liotta played the father of Blow. Blow. Perfect. Well done. One that, of the best movies ever. That movie rules so hard, and I think it's something that Stone will enjoy. Lavelle, it's got, oh, that J- is Jason right Statham. On. Who's the bald guy in it? I don't know. I don't remember off the top of my head. Why you? Would just worry about Ray Liotta, please. Okay. Would you? Would you just worry about Ray Liotta, please? Okay. I wrote down Blow. Yeah. So heard Blow, a lot about it. Uh, and he plays Fred Jung in uh, in Blow. Uh, Johnny Depp is in Blow as well. Okay. I promise you, it's a great movie. Penelope Cruz is super hot. Mm, oh, yeah. Ooh, super hot in that movie. Who else are we going to is we recommend Ray Liotta movies for Stone. 888-760-3776. We got Martin. Martin is on Ken Levick Alive. Martin, please guide young Stone Labanowitz with a Ray Liotta movie. Well, I got three Ray Liotta movies. Is that cool or do I got to narrow it down to one? No, that's fine. I'll write them all down. Okay. Uh, no Escape. Um, that was like a mid-90s movie. Yep. Um, I got Identity with uh, John Cusack. Okay. And I got Smoking Aces. Smoking Aces. See, that was the one, if it didn't get brought up, that I was going to uh, bring up to Stone. That's excellent. So, so far we have Blow, No Escape, Identity, and Smoking Aces. Appreciate it, Martin. Thank you. <laughs> What's next, Stone? We have Scott. Scott is on Ken Levick Alive. Scott. If you could inform this man of a Ray Liotta movie that he should be seen. Ken, I got two. Okay, go for it. Field of Dreams. Okay. And you already touched on it. Good. How can you not know Goodfellas? Yeah, yeah. those are the two that are no-brainers. That's like, my fault. Those are the two that we've laid on his lap already, and that's a must-watch. Like, honestly, Scott, if he comes back from Memorial Day weekend and he hasn't seen those two movies, then there's going to be problems here, and there might be a new co-host yeah. on this show, okay? Appreciate the call. <laughs> Where I, I mean, I didn't want to be mean because <laughs> we said Goodfellas <laughs> and Field of Dreams off the board. Next. But people are just sort of coming in, trickling in on the conversation. You know what? The way I've ate crap today, who am I? To bestow crap upon You're people. You're totally right. Right? I'm just doing a service for mankind today. It is a service. I don't even know what I'm talking about. Ernesto's next. Ernesto in Boynton Beach. Ernesto's on Ken Levick Alive. What's up, Ernesto? Oh, my God. He's so young. Oh I know. My God. I know. Um, listen, we could start with, we got our plan. Revolver. You got, I mean, you want to laugh? You got to uh, uh, observe and report with this kid, um, uh, um, Seth Rogen. I mean... You know, this guy, he's just, Slow Burn is another one. It's yeah. a real good one. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, uh, and Smoking Aces. You really got to see Smoking Aces, Aces and Blow. Awesome. Yeah, those, Smoking Aces and Blow are Yeah, Smoking like, Aces? Yeah. Yeah. Those that's are the, two that's of one my you're going to see, Stone, and you, you're going to like that one. Like that one. Yeah, hey, no doubt. Hey, Ernesto, before you go. Yeah. Let's go, Hurricanes! Oh, that was me. Ah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's go Rangers, baby! <laughs> let's go! Let's go, let's go! Igor Shishkin! I can't his name, guy. I, I really butcher his name, but Igor Shishkin. That's how you say it. There yep. you go. Shishkin. There you go. All right, guys, have a good one. Thank you. All right, Ernesto, appreciate you. You don't have to taunt Ernesto. Why are you doing that? Just because I had to. Okay, here's my list. Here's my list. Blow. Mm-hmm. No escape, identity, yep. smoke and aces, field of dreams, field of dreams. Already seen it, Goodfellas, and then funny. I have it in the category because it's what I'm looking for. Yeah. Observe and report. Does it have Seth Rogen in it? 
Uh, let me double check on that. I don't think I've seen observe and uh, report. Let's see. 2009 observe and yep, it it, it does have Seth Rogen. Okay, that's I big. do not think that that's I a have nice, seen it. That's a nice um, sell for me. Anna Ferris is is in observe and report as well. Uh, and then one more that I'm going to add to this is uh, John Q. Have you seen John Q? No, I've not. Denzel. But you know what I have seen, though, and I do know his face from, and I don't know why anybody didn't bring it up. Maybe it's the corny bottom feeder of his movies, but Wild Hogs. You have seen it? I have seen it, and I love it. Wild, yeah, uh, I, I have not, but I've heard that it's one of those sneaky, it really is. solid movies. It's almost PG. Now, the thing about Ray Liotta, too, is that he was in a lot of Muppets movies. If that's your thing, if that's your bag, maybe you want to watch it with the girl. Everybody loves Muppet movies. Why are you reacting like that? Anything animated? Wait, wait, wait. It's not animated. Do you know what Muppets are? Yeah. Muppets aren't animated. <laughs> Muppet Babies is animated. <laughs> Muppets aren't animated. They're puppets, dude. I haven't laid any eyes on Muppets before in my entire life. I have. What? I, I'm serious. And, and do you know who Kermit the Frog is? Of course I know who Kermit the Frog is, but I, I'm. I, I've what not, about Miss Piggy? Of course I know Miss Piggy. What about Bunsen and Beaker? Nope. Nope. What about Waldorf and Stadler, the two old guys that taunt them when they're on stage in the in the Muppets? Nope. Oh my God. I am aware of Oscar the Grouch and That's the, and the Sesame Cookie Street. Monster. It's not Muppets. Holy Mother of Christ! I am more offended about this maybe than Ray Liotta. You only know two Muppets: Fa- uh, Gonzo, oh, Fozzie Bear. None. I think I might know Fonzo. He's got messed up hair. It's Gonzo, not Fonzo. <laughs> it's Fozzie Bear and Gonzo, not Fonzo. Not the Fonz. Not, hey. You don't even know what the Fonz is. Oh, I Iron Pump or Pump the Iron. I know Fonz. Oh, my God. Stone does not know the Muppets. Pumping Iron, Arnold and Fonz. That's a great doc. What? It's a great documentary. I was talking about Happy Days. Okay. <sighs> I am... Legit angry. So Stone had never seen a Ray Liotta movie other than Field of Dreams. And Wild Hogs. And Wild Hogs. Stone does not know what the Muppets are other than Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. And Stone doesn't know about Arthur Fonzarelli, the Fonz, Happy Days. Call and let Stone have it. I don't even care anymore. I don't even care anymore. It's just been a bad day for both of us. That's fine. You don't know the Muppets. 888-760-3776. Tweeted us at KLV1063. I don't even know what to say to Stone anymore. The Muppets and the Muppet movies are a staple of my childhood into my adult life. And I am legit angry right now. He's Stone Lebanowitz, the uncultured, uncouth one. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. It's Gonzo! From the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach, you are listening to Chen LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. That's right, Chen LaVeca Live, presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA sport. If you missed any of my conversation with Chris Carlin, him calling me the wrong name last week when I called his show to fight about the heat, Chen. Well, Chris Carlin joined the show in hour number one, and we uh, we simply we got right to business. 
Just ask him, what's your deal with the Heat? Why? Why, why do you do what you do? And uh, why do you focus on quarters? See, that's the thing. He admitted he never talked about quarters ever in a playoff series until now. Right. It's Ime Oduko's fault. It's, it's his fault. If he doesn't bring it up after game one, that entire discourse doesn't exist. And Carlin tried to sell it as well. He's like, it tells the story of how the series is. Who tried to sell it? Carlin. Oh, I know. I know. But he, 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 you know what happened there is that he didn't truly believe what he was saying. That's what I mean. He could have come up with other ways to explain why the Celtics were better, but that was the easiest one because the Celtics head coach brought it up. So then it turned into boxing. Uh, quarter by quarter, quarter by quarter, quarter by quarter, quarter by quarter. Oh, the, the Heat lost that quarter, and the Heat lost that quarter. Oh, oh my God. Um, but well, Then it was a draw last night. It was a draw. It was a draw. We're on to game six. That's my solace. That's my solace from last night. You move on. You, you put it behind you. Even though the Heat are being held together by toothpicks and Elmer's glue. That's not good. Uh, so, again, the Ken Levick Alive podcast. You want to hear my chat with Chris Carlin or any of the other dumb stuff we do. It's free wherever you get your podcast. Ken Levick Alive podcast. One of 800 billion podcasts that exist. But try and find ours like a needle in a haystack. Ken Levick Alive podcast. It is free wherever you get your podcasts. Uh, so we have your list of, of Ray Liotta movies. Again, Ray Liotta has passed away what appears to be uh, in his sleep at age 67 in the Dominican Republic, that according to, to multiple reports. But in honor of Ray Liotta, it's time to educate Stone because Stone, when I asked him, what's your favorite Ray Liotta movie? He said, I don't know who that is. But don't worry, in the break, Stone was like, oh, I know his face. Cool. So... We have a list now of Ray Liotta movies, a, thanks to, a, a thanks big to all of you. A big list. Go, go through that list real quick one more time. We got Blow, mm-hmm. No Escape, yep. Identity, uh-huh. which was rated really high, so Identity might be my don't, first. Don't worry, but don't worry about the ratings. Don't worry about the ratings. Well, a lot of Just them watch the, threes, the movies. But okay. Smoke and Aces, Already Seen Field of Dreams, Goodfellas, Observe and Report, which I'm looking forward to. Yeah. And that was it. Okay. Uh, so let's go to Twitter, at KLV1063. Your mom is so cute. Your mom is so cute. Uh, so so uh, Stone's mother tweets, Stone's mother. For my son, Stone Lebanowitz. That was so cute. That is so, so cute. A Place Beyond the Pines. A Place Beyond the Pines. 2012, it's got uh, Bradley Cooper, Ava Mendez, Ryan Gosling, uh, Mahershala Ali. So, all right. That's a good cast right there. By the way, can I admit, Ava Mendez is probably... My my 1A all-time Hollywood crush. I've had a couple of them, but Ava Mendez doesn't age. She's always been super hot. Hitch. She's, oh, yeah. She's the, she's the, the main uh, actress in Hitch. So you know her from Hitch. I would know her from Fast and Furious, too. All right, that's fine. Either way, Ava Mendez. Same, same thing. Ava Mendez is the best. The best. Bad boys. Oh, yeah. She's the best. The absolute best. It's not even a question. I love her. I love her. Always will love her. <laughs> it's like, honestly, my Hollywood crushes, it's a tie between Eva Mendez and Ryan Reynolds. Like, that's a good, I mean, that's a good, that's a good battle. Ryan Reynolds is a pretty good looking dude. Uh, JMP, he is the movie connoisseur. Yes, he is. He's the wise sage of film here at ESPN 106.3. Something Wild is one of the most underrated gems of the 80s, and it put him on the map in a big way. Anything JMP recommends, I would immediately say yes. Watch that. So make sure something wild is on your list, and you better damn well make sure that what your mother recommended, A Place Beyond the Pines, uh, is on your list. And then uh, T-Delk, he tweets, 
How old is Stone? Is he 19? T. Delk, obviously, like me, just in complete awe of your lack of knowledge of the damned Muppets. I, I want to make this abundantly clear. I have never met anybody, and this is including my five-year-old and my four-year-old, that don't have a working knowledge of the Muppets. My five-year-old and four-year-old could walk in here right now and name more than Kermit the Frog and Miss Piggy. You called Gonzo Fonzo. I didn't have time for that fake crap when I was growing up. I was the fake. Muppets aren't fake. The puppets. So the puppets. I just I don't know what I was doing during that time. I, I you know what I was watching when I was younger. We we've already established that. And then from about remind like, me, <laughs> Pokemon. Oh <laughs> Jesus God, man. <laughs> My quote to you was that Pokemon made me the man I am uh-huh. today. Right. Stone, and I got a lot. I got a lot of backup on that. Stone, Stone, before uh, a show a couple of weeks ago, <laughs> he goes, "Pokemon made me the man I am today," and I was like, "What in the hell are you talking about? What does that even mean? Explain that, please." How did Pokemon, the animated Japanese cartoon, how did that make you the man you are today? Because it was, it was like. A place in society when when we were in elementary school and, and, and kind of going into middle school. Like, everybody played it. Everybody had the same game. But it became about who was better, right? How long did you play? How late did you stay up past when your parents thought you were in bed? And you got the best team and you battled it out. What we would do is secretly bring the wires to connect our systems in lunch or we would hide out in school and battle it out with each other. It was almost like a, like a breakfast club or like a street fighting club. And if, if you were a loser or if you couldn't beat, you know, the kids in your class, you were a nobody. Did you just compare Pokemon to street fighting? It was the same thing. <laughs> it, it, it was the same thing. And a lot of the times, my brother would steal my stuff when I was in bed or when I wasn't paying attention. And he would trade all of my Pokemon to his. And, like, fistfights would start from it. Like, it was really serious. Are you serious? I'm so serious. You would get in fistfights over Pokemon? All the time. Over, like, Pikachu yeah. and whatever the hell else. Like, if he, stole, one. if he stole my Pikachu that I spent months, you know, powering up, it was <laughs> fistfights. And it was bl- it was blood. And so so that was years. That was years until, I don't know, probably I was, like, like 10. What was, what was, a couple of years ago, the app, the Pokemon app that people were playing? Pokemon Go. Pokemon Go. So... When that was when that was happening here at ESPN 106.3, we uh, oh God. this was obviously very much pre-pandemic, so we would have intern classes of 12, 13, 14, 15 different people, and it would drive me absolutely ape bleep. When that's when I was with Josh on the home team, and I believe we were in the afternoons at that point, and I would look out this our energy on living accident attorney studios have a a breezeway that separates the two Phillips Point Towers buildings here right off the Intracoastal. And it would drive me absolutely insane. I mean to the point of seeing red when I would ask an intern to help me do some show research or to help me with a task. And I look outside (laughs) seven minutes later and I see that intern like turning in circles with his or her phone out. And then they're wandering towards Flagler because they're chasing fake Pokemon. It drove me insane. Pokemon Go was one of the absolute worst trends, and I don't care if I sound old, one of the worst, most infuriating trends that I've ever seen because me trying to get things done and the intern I've tasked to help me is wandering the streets of downtown West Palm chasing 
animated fake creatures. Oh, just talking about it now makes me angry. At least I agree with you, and I never was really into it. I never got into it. But I respected how it got people out of the house and around new people. Like you were always taught, you would always end up talking to people that you didn't know. Oh, did you find the Snorlax here? Like, like it brought people together. I don't even like know what that means? Like the olden days. <laughs> My Pokemon are your Muppets. Oh boy! I bet there were Muppet cards, trading cards, when you were in elementary no, school no, no, that no, you no. were selling. Your Pokemon is my Pogs. Do you no. know what Pogs no, are? No, I don't. Okay, so Pogs are little cardboard circles, and you would have a hard plastic uh, piece that you would then slam onto these 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 uh, uh, cardboard circles, and based on if they flipped over, because there was a back and a front. And if they if they flipped onto their front, you would gather all of those pogs in a game, and then you kept them, and then you put them up, you put them up to different people uh, in your school right. to see if you could win their pogs, or maybe they'd win the pogs off of you. So pogs, your Pokemon was my pogs. Just Google it tonight. P O G S. Pogs. Now we, I will, I will, and I'll do a lot of research. Now, was there like a hierarchy in school? Like, damn, Adam, Adam's got the best yeah. pogs. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. And there were different types of pogs. There were sports pogs that had like football helmets or sports logos on it. There were expensive pogs That's that it. had like a, a gold backing uh, to it. Slammers were a big deal because they had different designs. Some were heavier than others. Some cost more than others. You could win them off of people. So. I, I'm bagging on your Pokemon thing right. again, but but these were tangible things you could win. These were like you would have them in your possession. You carried them in a little cylinder all around the place, and the more pogs you had, the higher status you had. Right. I had Pokemon cards in my laminated sleeves as well, <laughs> and you show up to school on like the off day or whatever, and you flex your cards around, and you bully. Oh, well, let's not. But you, you can make fun of kids if they didn't have the same or as good of cards as you did. What about before Pogs, though? I wonder what it would be. Now, now, all right, so so this is what I want to do now. And I promise we're going to, like, focus at some point. We have, like, radio ADHD right now. But uh, Thanks, I'm Ray curious. Uh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> Rest in peace, Ray. So uh, you had Pokemon. That was your childhood thing, yep. your status thing. I had Pogs as my childhood status thing. What came before Pogs? Like was it baseball cards? Was it popsicle sticks? I have no idea. Was it was it cabbage patch kids? I don't know. I have absolutely no idea. So so if my generation was Pogs and Stone's generation was Pokemon, like I'm just curious the the audience that that listens to us. There's a wide age range, especially here in Palm Beach County and the Treasure Coast. What did you trade or play for when you were in elementary school? What did you trade or play for in elementary school? My generation was Pogs. Stone's generation was Pokemon cards. Okay? It was Pokemon cards. When you were in school, what did you trade or what did you play for to help determine your status in school? Yeah. For you older people, maybe it was shoe leather. I don't know. I have no idea. I don't know how this works. But what did you play for in elementary school? Uh, like Pogs or Pokemon with myself and Stone. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. And tweeted us at KLV1063. 888-760-3776. What did you trade or play for when you were in elementary school? Like this is elementary school, right? It's not high school or no. late junior high. This is elementary school. No. That's when these things are happening. Please don't call us if it was high school. I'm just curious. For, for you. Yeah. I would think that it would be like... Lear baseball cards. It could be. 
It could be baseball. Because cards. checking attic, you know, with my dad and stuff like that, a lot of that seventies, eighties, like Nolan Ryan cards, you know, are still sellable right now. Yeah. And the, the old. Like, well, I'll tell you what. If you have a Nolan Ryan card and you're thinking, oh, I'm just going to trade it away, you're an idiot. You're an absolute idiot, and you need to taunt the person that gave you the Nolan Ryan card as well. But what what came before Pogs? It, it, I guess it's. A, I suppose it had to be baseball cards. I just don't know. I I, I have no idea. When you were in elementary school, what did you tr- trade or play for that helped? Determine status. If I had three cylinders of pogs and a sick-ass slammer, I was the dude in elementary school. Stone school, suburban Chicago, I was the guy. I mean, how could you hate on me when we were talking about the same thing? You just Because had pogs, pogs are cooler than Pokemon. What was the one Pokemon you, you called? Snorsky? Snorlax. Snorlax. He's really cool. <laughs> cool. Awesome. James is in West Palm. James on Ken Levick Alive. Hey, James. Hey, Ken. Um... I am your same generation, and Pogs definitely won, but baseball cards, I feel like, were huge for us until we found out that they made like 10 million of them. Yeah, that's the thing. You think you have this unique card, and then you, that's, yeah. <laughs> that's, that's back when you bought a paper guide, and you would have to look up the card to see what it cost, and then it came out as three cents because there were 40,000 different copies of this card. You're exactly right. Like I, I can't tell you, growing up in Chicago, I had a bunch of Frank Thomas cards. I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to be so rich. And then I look, and it's like a half a cent. I'm like, that sucks, and the gum was hard. Right, exactly. Like, that Griffey rookie, everybody wanted. I was like, you know, it was like 100 bucks. I don't even know, maybe even win it even more. And then you find out, you know, 10 years later, it's worth a penny now. Yep, yep. It's, it's so disappointing. And that was before Google, so you had the big paper guide. It would take you eight years to find it. Then it would be disappointment if it was one cent. Appreciate the call, James. Yeah, ba- baseball cards, that was a rough life because you thought you had one that was – like I'm, I'm, I'm gonna mint condition. Keeping them in mint condition was impossible. Oh, impossible! By the way, you mentioned the Nolan Ryan cards, like they were worth something. I found a hundred, and I filled up a whole binder of, of Nolan, Nolan Ryan, Ryan cards? rookie cards. Yeah, and you can sell like ten of them for five bucks <laughs> right now. Uh, I'm also curious too. Did anybody else subscribe to like James is my generation, the Pogs generation? Did anybody the subscribe Pog. to something called sports pages? Because Sports pages were, I mean, that's what they, they were pages. You would get them sent to you in like just a plastic wrap. You'd have a big sports pages binder and they either told stories about players or sports moments or, or different, different things. They came in different categories and that took over for me. That's what I collected. That's what I focused on as opposed to baseball cards was Sports pages. I'm just curious if anybody remembers sports pages, buying sports pages, part of your scholastic book fair, you would get sports pages, get them sent to your house. I would get Sports Illustrated and sports pages, and I'd put all the sports pages in the binder. Now I'm just reminiscing. Do you remember sports pages? And when you were in elementary school, when you were in elementary school, what did you trade? What did you play for? Because Stone was Pokemon. I was Pogs. Pogs, baseball cards. But what about like in the 40s and 50s? Like, again, what did you do? What did you do in the 40s and 50s? Did you, <laughs> I don't know, trade socks? Like, I'm, getting, I don't know. I'm getting a few texts from older people in uh, pencil fighting. 
was one that I just got. <laughs> what? Which, Pencil, like sword fighting with pencils? And I told them to call in and explain, <laughs> what please. Is pencil and they fight? said, F no, so, so no that. And I also got pet rocks. Okay, I, I've heard of the pet rocks. Pencil fighting, was it legitimately sharpen your pencil and poke people with it? I'm not sure. I, pr- I, I think it might be, but that also reminds me. So when I was in elementary school, <laughs> when I was in elementary school, we would take the Elmer's glue and we would open the Elmer's glue. You know the Elmer's glue has the like little orange turny thing. The orange turny thing. Uh, you remember Elmer's glue, right? You didn't use a glue stick like a wuss. No, you I used Elmer's, Elmer's glue, right? Yeah, yeah. But we would we would just open it and we would start squirting glue at one another. We would have glue fights. We would just squirt glue at one another, and it would dry on your clothes and on your arm hair. Like, think about it. How big an idiot were you in third, fourth, fifth grade? You and your best friend are just squirting glue at one another. Yeah, and now you're supposed to just yell at your kids for doing stuff not at all near that, but you guys were squirting glue on each other. I know. If I walked in my house and I saw Addie squirting Elmer's glue on Lee, I'd be like, what in the hell are you doing? Clean up the couch. Meanwhile, I'm sitting at my desk and I'm squirting glue at Mike and laughing as it sticks to the side of his head. You're an idiot when you're a kid. My God, pencil fights. Pencil fights. Where's Leo? Which one's Leo? Leo's lying too. He knows about pencil fighting. Leo, explain pencil fighting. Is it exactly the way that I laid it out where you're poking people with sharpened pencils? No, no. It's actually it's actually more of a fight to the pencil death. Like, you basically would hold the pencil horizontal, and oh! the other person would take turns trying to break the pencil in yes! half. Yes, <laughs> yes. All right, so Leo, get this then. While we're talking about pencil fights... Did you ever play? <laughs> did you ever play Bloody Knuckles, where you took of the course. quarter, the quarter, and you launched the quarter on a table at someone's knuckles until they bled? Did you play Bloody Knuckles? Most definitely, and like you spun the quarter, and if you didn't catch the quarter yeah. on its side, you you got it was your turn to get hit. Yeah. And then also, and then also a space about the Elmer's glue, we would just be as bored as we would as were as kids we would just put it on our hands and try to make a mold of our hand and then peel it off yeah and then one one more quick thing was along with the uh pencils there was a game called spoons oh we tried to break the spoon you would bend the bend the tip of the spoon back (laughs) and then you would try to break the spoon and it was just it was just simpler times back then that's how i can explain simpler (laughs) better times with sore knuckles that's for sure Oh, that is funny. So, so you played Bloody Knuckles lasted till your generation. Oh, totally, totally. Think about the concept of that game. You know, you just put your your knuckles down. Your, your it's bone. There's there, there's bone there. <laughs> yeah. And your your boy is is trying to get as much force behind a solid quarter. It's made out of uh, out of a synthetic metal quarter and <laughs> launch it as hard as he can at your your knuckles. I know. And, when you, and the, it was a status thing, and too. And the game wasn't over until you started bleeding. Who but was, before that, it was just bruises all it, over your knuckles. It was who's the bigger badass? <laughs> who's going to stay in Stay in that box? <laughs> who's going to stand in there? Let's go to Port St. Lucie. <laughs> it's Sean on Ken LeVick Alive. Hi, Sean. What's going on, Ken? Okay, so here's my three for you. I'm 40 years old. Okay. I had, I had sports pages for three years. All right. So I did that. I still do baseball cards now. And starting lineups. Oh, okay. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now, so. I, that's good. I remember all those, like, sports pages. I don't know why, for me, like, the baseball cards, I started having so many of them 
that I'm like, this is just easier because you got that big binder. What would be frustrating, though, Sean, is when you would get a sports page you already had. That was super frustrating. Oh, yeah, I hate that. <laughs> I, don't, I don't need six Jerome Walton. Yeah, it. yeah exactly. Like, I, I have Fred McGriff. I understand. I don't need five of them, okay? Appreciate the call, Sean. <laughs> 888-760-3776. My wife texted me. Um, uh, she got in just behind Leo. Pencil fighting was taking your pencil long ways in your hand, and the other person would flick theirs trying to break it. Yeah. yeah. Who had the sturdiest pencil? Who had the sturdiest pencil? Think about Who's, how dumb that is. Who, who would stay stiff the longest? But we were like, come on, man. Come on. Man, Steven's pencil won't break today. <laughs> Steven's a badass. Joe, Joe and Jupiter said he's got like three or four different games. Oh, uh, here we go. Joe and Jupiter is on Ken Levick Alive. Hi, Joe. Hey, guys. Pencil fighting was absolutely a thing back in the late 80s when I was in elementary <laughs> oh, no. school back in Texas. I, I do sure. remember it. I do remember it, but I, I totally like forgot. Like We did stupid stuff, but Joe, I'm also someone who one time had his skin broken by a pencil and thought I had lead poisoning like my mom oh my god I, yes. I, I was like freaking out and told my mom it's gonna get out of my arm my mom's like yeah you're gonna die yeah. you idiot yeah so good times yeah well, and I, I got three more that we played that was just so stupid now that i think about it you're bringing this up we, we played these games like you're walking through the hallways it was called open chest anybody <laughs> that left their chest open was gonna get nailed in the chest by a fist whoever was playing the game uh-huh. that's one of them i never heard that one and open then, chest yep you, or you could be an open slap like rick flair you can just take a chop right to the chest absolutely just swing as hard as you can and hit them in the chest yep. okay and then letter b you'd have a conversation with somebody and if they accidentally said a word started with letter b you're gonna get punched uh-huh. and then the other thing was like if you'd walk like we could do we, we would fall for this today though like if you point at something and somebody looked at it with your finger, with their finger. That's just a natural habit. Yeah. You get hit. Yeah, you know, yeah. just stupid, stupid things it's that kids stu- did back then. Open yeah. chest, open chest is absolutely a thing, and appreciates you, Joe. Open chest was, and that would start a fight because if you're walking down the hallway with a girl, right? Oh yeah, and all of a sudden, I your imagine. boy, you don't see him coming, comes out of nowhere and just lines it up, and bam, mm-hmm. he owns you now. Yeah, you're embarrassed. It hurts. You're trying to hide it from hurting, but it hurts. It hurts so bad you immediately get the tears in your eyes, and that girl is like, ooh, and your boy's like, oh, oh man. Yeah, open chest. Been there. Definitely been there. What other stupid things did you do? Now? I, I, I love how that morphed, though, from what did you collect or play for in school into how did you hurt your friends yeah. in stupid menial competitions? Yeah. Well, keep taking your calls. 888-760-3776. 888-760-3776. I like this coping mechanism. This is more fun than talking about the heat failures. He's Stone Lebanowitz, Friday Night Lights. I'm Ken Levick. I'm live on ESPN 106.3. <laughs> the Anajar and Levine Studios in downtown West Palm Beach. You are listening to Chen LaVeca Live on ESPN 106.3. Ah, oh, we're presented by the FAU MBA Sport Management Program. Visit fau.edu slash MBA Sport. Real quick, Baptist Health Orthopedic Care. I believe in them. They've worked on me. They've kept me healthy, made sure my foot's good in marathon season. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has a team of skilled orthopedic sports medicine surgeons and specialists that specialize in surgical and non-surgical treatments to get you back to what you love. 
Don't put off seeing a doctor. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare today for more information. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care combines its resources of experienced physicians, leading-edge treatments, and technology to provide advanced orthopedic, foot and ankle, joint replacement, spine and sports medicine care. Visit baptisthealth.net slash orthocare for more information today. Baptist Health Orthopedic Care has offices conveniently located in Palm Beach County through the Florida Keys. Learn more by visiting baptisthealth.net slash orthocare. We have time for a bright line, fine line, Stone. Indeed we do. All right, Friday Night Lights with a bright line, fine line for you tonight. All right, so we're going to go Warriors-Mavs games. Okay. And we're gonna, what, what I have explained to you once before is we're going to fade the public. So a lot of the time, money percent and betting percentage come into a game, right? Who's betting on what? How much money is being put down? Uh-huh. When you ever have crazy numbers over the 70, 80 mark, typically it's financially smart to fade the public. That's what we're going to do today. I would go and out and give Mavs plus six and a half. So the money being bet on the Warriors right now is at 82%. Okay. That's astronomically high. We're nowhere near tip-off right now. There's a lot of confidence in the Warriors. There's a lot of confidence in the Warriors. When I even asked you, you said no shot. Now that's the consensus. If you ask anybody on the street, you know, the, the Mavs have a chance tonight. No shot, right. right? Every Joe Schmo saying the same thing. Money bet right now sitting at 65% of people's money being bet on the Warriors, whether it's the spread or the money line. Like I said, we're nowhere near tip-off. By the time 7 o'clock rolls around, that number's going to jump 10 12%, and then we're going to be looking at almost 80% and 90% of the money. So we're going to have 90% of the money and like 80% of the bets by the time tip-off comes around on the Warriors. So we're going to fade the public tonight. I'll even do it myself. I'll go Mavs 6.5. Okay. They could get rid of them, eliminate them, but it will be closer than people think. All right. It will be closer than people think. The Mavs, six and a half. Stone Lebanowitz, that's his Brightline fine line. Again, presented by Brightline. GoBrightline.com, the free Brightline app. Your way to get all through South Florida. Stations in West Palm, Fort Lauderdale, and Miami. It is stress-free. It is care-free. It is Brightline. Okay. Uh, your boy, Stone, a little cameo on SportsCenter. Oh, yeah, he did. So last night, U.S. Open Cup, okay? I call soccer when I'm not in the FAU season. On TV, this is not radio, it's TV. Uh, the U.S. Open Cup is a tournament that is uh, teams from every level of American soccer, from MLS to uh, the second division, USL Championship, third division, USL League One, and even further than that. But the, the team that is the smallest comes out of USL League One now that still remains, and they're named Union Omaha. They are in USL League One. They are the the Cinderella now. They are the lowest division team that has made it this far with a chance to go to the quarterfinals. They played an MLS side last night, Minnesota United. They had beaten Union Omaha, the Chicago Fire of the MLS, two matches ago in this tournament. Union Omaha was trying to do the impossible, beat a second MLS team uh, in, uh, in, in three matches in the U.S. Open Cup. And in the 50th minute, with the score tied, 1-1. This was your boy on the call on ESPN+. It's delivered into the box. Chested down. Oh, that is spectacular. That is phenomenal. Do we have a cup set in the making? Joe Brito with an absolute gem. 2-1. Union Omaha. That's Ken Levicka on the call. ESPN Plus last gem. night. Union Omaha stuns Minnesota United 2-1 and a cup set Indeed, that was number four on Sports Center's top plays. So if you saw Sports Sports Center this morning, you heard your man Ken Levicka right there. Not bad, Stone. Not, Not bad, bad at, at all. all. Stone the Bandwidth Friday Night Lights. Ken Levicka 
We'll talk tomorrow. We'll be live on ESPN 106.3.